KCIM Sports presents the Saturday Morning Coaches Show with Sports Director Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, John, and good Saturday morning, everybody. Of course, it is the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday. Of course, we'll talk football with Ryan Steinkamp and Craig Rowetter. We're going to talk volleyball with Michaela Clank and Rusty Wintermote. We'll talk cross-country with Thomas Nelson, of course, we always talk swimming with Deb Danner. All that coming up for you here in just a little bit. Now, our player of the game uh, banners and pictures from last night are out on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network website, also on our social media sites. That includes Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Audio from last night's radio broadcast available on the Podcast Center at sports.1380kcim.com. You can watch the video broadcast of last night's Kemper Ball Game on the CB Sports Network YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and uh, search CB Sports Network. You can go back and listen to that broadcast. Game recaps and with scores and stats will be on the website coming up throughout the weekend on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report. Again, that's at sports.1380kcim.com and the full statewide scores from last night, broken down by all of our districts at the top, and then the full state scoreboard. That's available already on the website at sports.1380kcim.com. So again, lots of things. The New Auto Group Scoreboard Show podcast of that with the interviews with all of the football coaches from around the area, also available on the podcast center, again, at sports.1380kcim.com. We are going to start off with the scoreboard from last night. We'll start Class 2A, District 8. Camper Falls to Underwood, 24-14. It was November Vade over Roland Story 42-7. Van Meter down Des Moines Christian 56-17. Seidel over East Marshall 35-18. Green County tops Perry 55-14. Southeast Valley over Eagle Grove 59-6. And South Hamilton knocks off West Marshall 48-13. Class 3A District 1, Carroll falls to Gilbert 21-14. Heelan knocks off Council Bluffs Abraham Lincoln 57-13. It was Sioux City East over Sergeant Bluff Luton 27-10. Sioux Center knocks off Spirit Lake 30-20. Boyd Knoll Rock Valley over West Sioux 39-6. And Central Lion Georgia Little Rock cruises by MOC Floyd Valley 42-7. Class 1A District 2, ESAC edges OABCIG 13-12. Estherville Lincoln Central over Emmonsburg 35-16. Cherokee shuts out Sioux Central Sioux Rapids 50-0. Ogden defeated Manson Northwest Webster 35-16. And Southeast Valley tops Eagle Grove by a final of 59-2-6. Also, Pocahontas area slides by Okaboji 35-32. Class A District 7, South Central Calhoun rolls past Southwest Valley 47-0. I.K. Manning slides by Panorama 27-26. ACGC doubles up Earlham 28-14. It was AHST of Oka Walnut routing Riverside 41-7. Eight-man District 1, Arweva scores late to beat Glen Ralston 25-24. Woodbine tops Booyer Valley 14-12. St. Mary's and Remsen beat Siouxland Christian 48-0. And New Alfonda, they get by West Harrison for 64-28. Eight-man District 9, Audubon edges and holds on to beat Colonesco 28-24. Coon Rapids Beard falling to Baxter 28-21. And again, it was our weave over Glenn Ralston 25-24 in St. Edmund. They topped Collins Maxwell by a final of 61 at 214. We'll step away, take a break. Ryan Steinkamp from the Kepper Knights. He is set to join us next right here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. Welcome back here on the Pizza Ranch uh, Coaches Show here on this uh, Saturday morning on KCIM. Jeff Langman joined right now by Ryan Steinkamp. Of course, he is the head football coach for the Kemper Knights. Uh, they fall last night in, in a well-played and hard football game, uh, but uh, losing uh, to Underwood, ranked Underwood Ball Club at 24-14, to the final score. Coach, uh, again, apologize for the loss. I was talking to you here during the break. Always disappointed uh, for the loss, but it uh, sounds like you felt like you, you guys kind of grew and took some stuff away from last night's loss. Yeah, I know Underwood's a very good team, and our kids, our kids battled hard. They're, they're very physical, uh, so you know, a lot, a lot of positives to take away. We always want to come out to win, but you know, we, we got, we definitely grew from week one and week two. Where did you see the growth? Um, I thought the line, both offense and defense, um, played really well. You know, that that 
you know, everything starts with the line. You know, um, the D line held their own against that big underwood line, and the O line, you know, gave our quarterback time, had some nice creases for the running back. Let's take go through the early part of the game. I know you guys fell down early and then kind of battled back. Um, uh, what worked for them early, and then what adjustments did you guys make, and how were you able to kind of come back and grab that lead for a little bit? Um, you know, no, they scored on a long pass play. You know, they have really, really good receivers. You no, know, they're well coached, and they they set things up well. Um, and then offensively, you know, we just started taking what they're giving us. You know, uh, Brock Bating did a great job stepping up, making the plays, and receivers were finding the creases and. Uh, we kind of drove it on them, and uh, the, kids did a, the kids did a great job. Talk a little bit about Brock Bating making his first start at quarterback tonight. What did you see from him? Uh, you said that uh, he was able to find some receivers. It sounds like he was making reads pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, Brock's a heck of a basketball player, we all know. But, you know, he's a pretty good football player, too. You know, all, all preseason, he's done a nice job. Um, scout team this week, you know, kind of kind of told me he was going to start for sure. He tore us up on Wednesday on scout team. He's been playing scout team quarterback, and he's taking reps of the first guys. And you know, he he looked he looked composed and stuff like that. So I think that basketball experience, you know, playing in the big stage there, uh, definitely helped him out tonight. Long sustained drives uh, to to be able to battle back, or did you guys strike pretty quickly? Um, you know, our first touchdown was a um, a big drive, and then the second one, um, Brock threw a dime to Michael Caspar. He just made it run a great route, great catch, great throw. And so that that was that was fun to see them have that success. What was that play? Kind of take us through that uh, that dime that you said that Brock threw. Oh, but I think we I think we just we got to stop on defense. They punted, and you no, know, we haven't really taken a shot yet. So we ran kind of a you know a crossing deep route, and he's able he's able to hit Michael across the field, and Michael made a great catch, and then undercut the DB, and then uh, is off the races. The long drive then that you guys had to tie the game up, uh, what worked for you guys? Was it getting the running game established, or, or was it still the passing game a little bit? Um, you know, we, we were able to, you know, we, we, we were able to get run. You know, you know we run the ball, you know, we want to get three, four yards. We, we were playing ahead of the sticks a lot, which definitely helps helps us out. You know, playing calling-wise, you get second, six, second, seven. You can do whatever you want. So that, that definitely um, played a big factor. Who was running the football well for you on Friday night? Um. Uh, Kent, Kent Sanders did a heck of a job. Um, Brock, you know, called his own number a few times on a couple of replays. So, you know, I, I think I showed a little moxie from him, you know, uh, being a sophomore out there. And, you know, we have a couple of replays where I, I didn't expect him to take it, but he, 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 shot, he shot the hole a few times. He got, you know, three, four yards. So that was awesome. Able to get the edges then against Underwood? No, not at all. <laughs> they, they were, they, no, no, they, they played heavy to the outside. So it's more stuff, you know, A-gap, a B-gap type stuff. How did they rally back then? They got up 17-14 on you guys at the halftime after hitting a field goal as time expired. So how were they, after you grabbed the lead, able to kind of chip away at it and get back in front at half? Uh, they, 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 they scored on a big play. You know, that Boosty kid, the Hector receiver, you know, he's, he, he's a very good receiver. You know, he, he had a big touchdown last week, and he got us last year. Uh, glad he's a senior type deal because he's very yep. fast, very smooth. You know, um, a little bit of breakdown in coverage, and you know our corner did a Carson Kane did a great job trying to battle back to it and just you know perfect throw. Their their old line's really good. Their their quarterback, a big kid, stands tall, has a cannon, and just you know great great play by them. Able to get much pressure on him as the night went on. Um, we started to a little bit, you know. So they they have some big kids in the old line, and they they're they're really sound, really really well coached. So as the game went on, we started getting a little bit. Uh, the second half, we definitely got a little bit more pressure on him in the first half. What did you guys change up there at halftime, if anything, defensively? You only gave up seven in the second half. Um, we started we started wide. You know, they're they're putting that boost again in the slots. We we put a linebacker on top of him, just a collision, slow down his route, help give our DBs chance. And you know, they got, they got a short field on. Uh, on a punt, you know, on, a, on a punt from us, just that we were kind of we were kind of pinned deep, and you know they were able to march down and, and score. I know you guys didn't score in the second half. I think you had a chance and, and turned it over. How did you guys move the ball in the second half, and what happened on that drive where you had that opportunity to to, to cut that back down to a one possession game? Um, you know, they, the receivers run good routes, so they're playing off a little bit. We take the short stuff, and then you know I think um, you know Brock just you know he'll get he'll learn the experience. That's on those deep balls. The safety's over top, you know, as he gets bigger and stronger, just, you got to thread the needle a little bit more and put an air on it. So I think that, you know, that's just a learning experience for him. And he, he's, I have a lot of confidence in him that he's going to do that. So um, really able to take what's there. Some of, the, some of the receivers made great catches over the middle. 
Um, so just that, that's kind of what happened there. Coach, uh, I know when I talked to you in the pregame uh, and the other day, you had mentioned that both of these teams, you felt like, needed a little bit of uh, improvement in special teams from week one to week two. Did you see what you wanted to see, an improvement in your special teams? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely did. Um, you know, the, the line blocked well. You know, our, kicking, our, our, our kickers and punter had, had time, so that, that was great to see. Tate Barrett had, it sounded like a good game for you. What did you see from him on the defensive side of the ball? Um, you know, he's, he's just a natural Mike linebacker. I was talking to him. He, he just shoots the gap. You know, he's a wrestler, very good tackler, very tough kid. I mean, he, he played extremely hard, extremely well. I was really proud of him. Just, you know, at those big linemen, he, he has good leverage to get down there. And, you know, he's a very good blitzer, too. So, no, I, I was really proud of uh, the, the front seven and the, all the linebackers tonight. Who else did you feel like played well? You mentioned kind of the positions there. Who, who kind of stood out for you? Oh, I thought the whole D line did well. Um, stunning in there, making plays. And I thought, you know, uh, our our edge guys, you know, um, Will Simons and Jake Erovic did a great job. Just being smart, they're just really smart players, really coachable, um, and uh, you know, made, made adjustments on the fly. Coach, uh, you guys uh, get three days here uh, with the holiday weekend on Monday. I'm sure you're going to have to get some work in uh, to get ready for next Friday. Uh, how do you handle the holiday weekend? Uh, we just we just bring them in a little bit later. You know, we're going to lift. Watch film, um, practice on Monday. You know, get push it back a little bit. Just so the coaches coaches a little more time to you know enjoy the weekend and game plan, and let the kids relax a little bit too. Yeah, they know they they, they didn't want to lose either. I know they're they're motivated. They know that we have you know a bigger picture in mind. You know, with uh, the um, HD Avoca coming up and the district to follow that. Hey, you mentioned AHST of Oka Walnut coming up this Friday. Uh, I know you probably haven't broke down really film and, and started to study them a lot, but what do you know about them right now? Oh, they're, they're creative. I know they have some speed. You know, they put up a lot of points the first week. Uh, I'm not sure how they did um, yet Friday night, but I know they're, you know, they're well coached and they, they get really creative moving guys around. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate you joining us here on The Score and the uh, Coaches Show. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and we look forward to catching up with you next week before that game against uh, AHST of Okawalnut. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate all you do. You bet. Head coach again, Ryan Steinkamp with the Kevin Knights, back with more of the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show here on this Saturday morning on KCIM. Region 12 Council of Governments is in search of an executive assistant. This rare opportunity requires someone who possesses a keen attention to detail, superior organizational, communication, and math skills, as well as Microsoft proficiency. The COG offers excellent wages in addition to IPERS retirement benefits, health insurance, generous paid leave, and more. Learn more and get an application at region12cog.org slash career opportunities. That's region12cog.org slash career opportunities. Region 12 Council of Governments is an equal opportunity the employer. Pete Ranch's Coaches Show rolling on here on this Saturday morning. Jeff Blankman talking Carroll Tiger football right now with head coach Craig Rowetter. Tigers go over to Gilbert last night, fall down in the first half, rally back, have a chance to tie things up in the fourth quarter, but do fall a little bit short on Friday night. Uh, coach, uh, appreciate you joining us here, and thanks for taking some time on this Saturday morning. You bet, Jeff. Thanks, as always, for having me. Coach, uh, mentioned a, a tough first half last night. I, I don't know if the stats I heard on the radio last night uh, were accurate, uh, but uh, uh, not many yards for you guys in the first half and not many plays for you guys in the first half, the way it sounded. Yeah, that would be an understatement as far as <laughs> not not much production offensively for us in the, in the first half. Uh, you know, I can complain probably if some of the people wanted to leave at halftime, but if they did, they missed a, a pretty good uh, effort and, uh, showing in the second half. What happened in the first half that uh, you guys weren't able to really get, you know have the ball much or move the ball when you did have it? Yeah, um, offensively, we just we were seemed like one assignment away on each. You know the the scheme was there how we how we thought it was going to be, um, and it was is I mean just one block away or one misread you know on from the running backs out the blocking. Um, and it just kind of put us behind the eight ball, you know, and down a distance. And uh, defensively, we just really struggled getting off the field uh, behind their uh, double wing rushing attack. And uh, you know, they were big up front, like advertised. And uh, they just did it. They did a really nice job, you know, executing that whole first half. And um, you know, kind of had us reeling a little bit going into halftime. Coach, you had mentioned something to me in the pregame uh, that. 
you know, you, you wondered if they would run it a little quicker than maybe what you guys had saw in practice just because it's what they do. Uh, was that something that messed with you guys a little bit with their double wing in that first half? Um, I don't think it was. The speed wasn't, you know, as much of a factor as I thought it might be. Um, they they did a nice job. They kind of hit us. We had a hard time containing the outside. We were really focused on stopping the, the dive um, you know, from getting us up the middle. And so that did leave us a little susceptible on the, the edges. Um, and it's tough with the, you know, a tight end and a wing on for our defensive ends to try to keep that outside contained plus coming downhill on a, on a dive fake. Um, you know, it's, it's just a, it was a kind of a tough scheme for us, um, as far as that went. So the, you know, overall speed of the, of their offense wasn't, the issue it was just they they really executed it well coach uh, what was the conversation like at the halftime that you guys were able to kind of flip things around as well as you did in the second half uh, believe it or not we uh, we were relatively calm and just explained it you know to, I, I think a lot a lot of people might have thought we were screaming at them and um we might have wanted to but it was you know at that point i just told them you know you got you got a whole nother half to play, and um, if it means something to you, which I think it did, you know, have a little pride, and um, you know, you're not obviously they scored 21 and a half. We can do that pretty easily too, and um, so a lot of that was just a credit to the kids. That uh, you know, it, it it means something to them. They have a lot of pride in what they do, and um, you know, there's a lot of teams that probably would have folded up shop, especially if you you know I can't remember what Nick said the yardage difference was but I don't know I don't even think we had 10 yards in the first half of offense so um you know there's a lot of teams out there I'm guessing that would have probably you know said well let's go to next week and not worry about this one's a wash and our kids you know buckled up and went to work and um you know gave us a chance at the end. Coach, I got to take you back to the halftime for a second. You mentioned here a moment ago that you guys maybe wanted to go in and scream and yell. A lot of people probably think that's the what coaches do. You go in and scream and yell and fire guys up, but sounds like it was more of a teaching situation, and 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 that's what you guys do. I I think people don't understand. There's not much probably yelling at halftime very often. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the kids knew. I mean, it's not a <laughs> you know they're not out there. Well. We just wanted to let them run it down our throat, yep. you know. I mean, they're not out there trying to screw up. So we, we just, you know, Coach Noggle and Shable worked on some uh, just the alignments uh, that we were seeing, and you know, ended up we threw another defensive lineman out there just to slow that run game down and try to get us the ball back, and that that worked. And you know, in Gilbert's defense, if we were running the ball that successfully, I wouldn't care if they had six D linemen out there, you know. So they just kept doing what they were doing. Well then eventually we were getting stops and then our offense started clicking. And um, then all of a sudden, before you knew it, we're about midfield down seven with the ball. So uh, yeah. And, and then same thing offensively, we just kind of explained to them, Hey, we're, we're one, we're one block away on all these, we can run the ball on them, you know? And then we were kind of also um, designing some stuff to, I thought our biggest mismatch, you know, was with uh, Regaler's speed. I don't, they didn't have anybody that could catch him, so we kind of designed a couple uh, plays to get Chase the ball. Coach, uh, what started the rally in the second half? Was it a defensive stop, or you mentioned the offense started to click? Was it the offense kind of got going first, and that energized the defense? Yeah, we got the ball right after half, and, you know, and, and some of those adjustments, we so we – uh, we kind of drove down right away. And in fact, one of the one of the plays we were just running our buck sweep play, and it was a, a bottled snap, kind of so it it didn't get a clean handoff. And Cooper ended up leading up through, and Carter just kept the ball and ended up running for about 15 yards. Um, and I wanted to point out, like, see, we blocked it perfect. It didn't even matter; the wrong guy had the ball. We still ran for 15 <laughs> yards because everybody blocked it great. And plus. We ended up with a bonus blocker. It was since uh, Cooper didn't get the ball, he was lead blocking. Um, you know, so that kind of uh, you know spurred the momentum there for us, and then uh, the defense again forced some stops, and uh, then we kind of went to the air a little bit um, and hit some big complete Carter through you know some big completions, and that's how we found ourselves right back in the ball game. Take us through how you guys were able to get that second touchdown and cut that to, to seven, and where in the game did that happen? 
yeah, we, we um, you know, we got the ball. They kind of, they had a pretty good punt, um, got us back. Um, it's uh, backed up on the south side, the south end of the field. And um, the first play, again, we were trying to get um, Chase a, a hitter right down the, the middle, and they kind of snuffed that out. But then Edric Heisterkamp was uh, open on the outside, just kind of as a secondary read. Um, and he came down with a catch and got about 20, 24 yards, I believe it was. Um, but then Edric was playing a lot more both ways. You know, since we, you know, we were without uh, Brayton Alford last night, so um, Edric was playing a lot of offense. So then we uh, spelled him we, again, trying to get Chase the ball. So we moved him to the our slot receiver spot and brought in uh, Michael Rowetter, and he ran a little diversion route. And I told him basically just run over the safety if you have to. Don't let him go cover Chase, <laughs> and, and it worked because they were pointing at him, and he took the guy to the outside and Chase hit right down the middle and. Uh, Carter hit him for, yeah, I was over 40 some yards, right? And then we're knocking on the door, and uh, we did find something working with the the run game, with the quarterback run game, and uh, we actually led through, you know, led up the middle with Chase and Cooper in front, um, kind of like an old school quarterback ISO, I guess, and that's how we ended up scoring actually both our touchdowns on on that um, play in particular. Coach, you mentioned you had a chance to tie there late. Uh, uh, Drive was looking pretty good. Sounds like you got into their field position before it stalled out, to, and you turned it over. I think. Yeah, we were knocking on the. You know, we were right about midfield um, with the ball, with a chance to tie it up. And um, I think I told Nick last night after I was like, we were going for two. If <laughs> if we would have scored, we were we weren't messing around. We were going to go for the win. And uh, you know, and we had a couple opportunities. I think we're going to. You know, we'll look on film and, and see some guys open that, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's always a little different when there's pressure at you and, you know, bullets are flying. And um, But we ultimately we uh, ended up throwing an interception um, on second or third down. I can't quite remember what it was. but And then we only had a t- one timeout left with a, a minute 20 left, so we um, couldn't really stop the – Stopped the game then, and they were able to kneel it out. Three-day weekend. Uh, how do you get the guys back in? How do you guys get get everybody through still getting prepared for next week with Dennis and Slush Week? Uh, we'll go. We we'll, we practice normal on Monday. Um, so, again, I give them the weekend off, let them be kids. Um, you know, it, they can, they'll be watching film over the weekend as well, the coaches. and um, You know, it's it, – like I said in the pregame one, it's you're never as good as you are when you when you you think you are when you win, and you're never as bad as you think you are when you lose. So, you know there is some good stuff on film. Um, you know we'll get some, we'll slowly be getting some pieces back uh, to the puzzle. Um, and so, you know there's a lot of good things yet that even even as bad as the first half was, you know again just the kids showing that they weren't they weren't going to fold, you know, and, and never gave up and uh, fought till the end. That's, that's huge. Even though you don't come out on top, just knowing they got that kind of uh, character and fight in them. Um, I think that's going to pay off big as we get down the road here. Well, coaches always appreciate the time here on the uh, coaches show on this Saturday morning. Enjoy a three day weekend. And as I said to you in the uh, pregame, enjoy being able to break down film and and not sitting uh, on an iPad uh, as you're at a volleyball tournament today. That is going to be the crazy thing. I actually could go back home on the couch and uh, watch a little college football too, probably without uh, being in a volleyball gym. So it'll be, like I said, we'll we'll enjoy the weekend and uh, get back to work on Monday. Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the Carroll Tigers again. They fell on Friday night over at Gilbert. Back with more from the Koji Show coming up next here on KCIM. It's a red-hot Labor Day weekend sale now through Sunday at your Carroll Hy-Vee. Six-pack Coke bottles, only $2.88. Oscar Mayer hot dogs, three for just $5. And buy one Edie's, Oreo, or Chips Ahoy ice creams. Buy one, get one free. This weekend only at your Carroll Hy-Vee. 
We're back here on the Pizza Ranch Scoreboard Show here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. Jeff Blankman joined right now by Michaela Klink. Of course, she is the head volleyball coach with the Carroll Tigers. And, Coach, as always, I appreciate you giving us some time on this Saturday morning. Yeah, good to talk to you. Coach, uh, let's start with uh, Tuesday this last week. You guys traveled over uh, to Gilbert, uh, opening a night of kind of conference play for you. Uh, ended up falling 3-1. Sounds like you played really, really well in, in set number two, picking up a 25-20 victory. Uh, just couldn't kind of find that consistency throughout the match, the way it sounds, maybe? Yeah, I think we started off um, a little hesitant, a little shaky, uh, missed a few serves, and you know how volleyball is just such a, um, a mental game um, and I think we just got a little rattled that first set um, we refocused came back in that second set um, and we were super consistent um, and then just couldn't keep up with that consistency the next um, two sets was it a change in kind of the serve serves getting in that allowed you to, to, to get some looks and stuff and, and swing a little bit more at the net or, or what did change there and start working better in set number two yeah, I think it was just everything all around. Um, like our serves were in, so we weren't just giving them three points. Um, our digging was amazing, um, that second set. So that gave our um, hitters a good chance to swing at the ball. And then um, two, our hitters were getting their hits in. So it you, just all started to come together. You did have three players uh, finished in double digits in digs, and uh, Avery Burke just under that with a nine. But Olivia Rowrider with 18, she also led you in kills with a 10 as well. So what stood out for you about the back row and, and how they were able to play? Yeah, they just work really well together. Um, they've really been focusing on um, talking to each other in the back row and also anticipating where each other's going to be. Looks like that uh, decision to, to let Olivia play all the way around this year has really been beneficial in 18 uh, night uh, in digs uh, for, for for her, who's usually been a hitter. Yeah, yep. She's just a strong player all around. Last year, um, she was a middle hitter, so we had Libero go in for her. And yep. um, she's just been a force in the back row, and even it's nice having her there as an option for a back row attacker. Hit just a 0-15 that night. Uh, what stood out for you, though, about the, the swings? Was it was it kind of a combination of things, or did Gilbert do a really nice job defensively that night? Um, I think we just couldn't get enough flow with our um, hitch. Like, we started off hitting hard. Um, then I think one, one or two went out, and we just got a little hesitant. You know, when you're not swinging, like, all the way in hard, um, they tend to go out um, the opposite of what – um, you would expect it to do. So um, next game, we just need to play with confidence. And if we make a mistake, we just still need to keep doing what we're doing. Need to bounce back to last uh, Saturday as well. You guys uh, went down to a, what's normally a really strong and looked like, again, a really strong uh, tournament down at Harlan to open up the season. Uh, ended up knocking off a, a really solid Missouri Valley team 2-1. Uh, ended up falling, though, in pool play to both Trainer and to Harlan. Uh, and then you lost to Underwood in silver bracket play. But as you look back at last weekend, what did you take away from the weekend? Um... Just It was good to get that um, playing time. We have two varsity starters out um, due to injuries, so it was good to um, just get that playing time in um, together before we were able to play a conference game. What, stood, what, what, what went well for you in that win against Missouri Valley? Where did you feel like the team played really well? Um, our serving consistency. Um, I don't think we missed a serve at all that game. Um, we might have missed one, um, but just our hitters were connecting with our setters, um, and the blocking was there as well. Like We might not have gotten um, a point off the block, but um, our blockers touched the ball and our diggers were able to um, get the ball up and keep the rally going. You mentioned that uh, your serving was really good. Uh, you only ended up with three aces, but aces didn't always tell the number. Was it just getting them, or did you get them out of system a lot? Um, I think we just frustrated them. Like Our defense um, tends to frustrate teams um, because is it Marison Wittrock, she's just so quick, um, and she just picks up things that um, other teams might not be able to, and they expect to get a point off of it. Um, and that can be super frustrating for teams. 
How do you feel like uh, Riley's getting that rhythm with some of the new hitters like an Amanda Wardell and, and an Emma Coolman, some of those girls that maybe didn't see a lot of time at the varsity level in years past? Yeah, I think she's doing a really great job um, just uplifting those hitters because, you know, um, they don't have as much experience as the other um, varsity players. Um, and she's just super reassuring to them um, and just helps them out. And if it's, I don't know, one of her set. Um, was off she's just telling them okay I'm gonna get that next time like you do the same thing how did you feel like you played in, in the losses uh you know I know Harlan was one you and I talked about last Saturday that you really felt you could go get that when you were in both of the sets losing both of them 21 to 16 but uh what stood out for you in the losses last week and and where did you feel like you could have maybe been a little better yeah, we just need to learn from our mistakes. Um, if they keep tipping to the same spot or hitting to the same spot, we have to adjust because um, otherwise they're going to keep doing it. Um, if we adjust, then we get them out of their comfort zone um, and then get them out of system. You get the Saturday off, no tournament this weekend, uh, but uh, you guys back in action against North Polk, so you jump right back in uh, to the Rack and River Conference. I know last year they were really, really good. What do they look like this year? Yeah, they look <laughs> they look the <laughs> same. Um, it'll be a tough match. Um, I think it'll be a great experience for us. Um, these girls are super competitive. Um, they tend to rise to the occasion, um, and they tend to play up, so I'm excited to see. Um, how they're going to be on Tuesday night when they step on the court. Well, I tell you what, Coach, I appreciate you joining us here this morning. Enjoy the three-day weekend, and hopefully you get to spend some time with the family. But uh, looking forward to seeing you again and the girls really, really soon. I think I might be out there for the North Polk matchup. I'll have to check my schedule, but I think I might be out there for that one coming up on Tuesday night. But appreciate you joining us, and best of luck. Enjoy the weekend. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Head coach Michaela Klink again with the Carroll Tiger Volleyball Program. Back with more from the Coaches Show coming up next here on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. Back here on the Coaches Show on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM at KCIM. Jeff Lampkin with you here today, of course. And Carroll Girls Swim Team got their season underway down at Lewis Central on Thursday night. Joining us to talk to us about that is head coach Deb Danner. And Deb, as always, uh, good to talk to you. Yeah, it's always good to be here. Deb, a nice start to the season. Uh, you guys pick up uh, six first-place finishes uh, and uh, seven more second- or third-place finishes uh, down at Lewis Central uh, on Thursday night. Uh, I thought it was interesting when I got your email with the results that night. You kind of talked about the, it was a different kind of a setting for you guys. For one, Lewis Central, uh, not not their normal pool, and then number two, swimming meters. So how did you feel like the girls kind of handled all those new things that were kind of thrown at them? Yeah, you know, they did a great job with it. You know, we talked about it before going that we would be swimming at Kern and that it, it's a 25-meter pool rather than yards, what we're used to. Um, and, and they all seemed to respond pretty good to that. We we swam there last year when we swam against Constable at Dave Lincoln. So, you know, they kind of had an idea what it was going to be about. Um, the new girls obviously didn't know. And, and, you know, they responded very well to it. So, you know, that was a good thing. Um, yeah, and, and, and knowing they weren't going to be swimming at Lewis Central, you know, Lewis Central has their own problems right now. Um, yeah, their pool got hit with a tornado. So, um, you know, they're rebuilding right now, too. So their their season is going to be over at Kern. So, um, you know, good luck for them, too. Uh, but, yeah, it, it you know, the, the girls really did respond well to it. You know, they knew their times were going to look a little bit slower, but, you know, it's like just just swim as hard as you can. We'll get your times converted, and and we'll see what you're actually swimming. So they did a a great job with it. Especially your relays. You took first place in all three of your relays, and even in the 400 relay, the 400 freestyle relay, uh, you took first and third. So that shows the depth uh, in, in at least the the freestyle event, but kind of the depth of the team to be able to take first in all the relays. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the girls did fantastic with those relays, um, and we just plan on keeping them the way they are until something different happens, and then we'll change things around. But, um, you know, if if we've got our relays set already, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, right? We talk about this every season. Yes. It's like, got your relays set yet? Not yet. I was going <laughs> to say, like, this might be so. the earliest. <laughs> <laughs> this might be. I'm, I'm hoping this is it. Um, but if it's not, you know, we'll we'll change things around and try and make them better. So, um, yeah, you know, the, like you said, we got first and third on that 400. So, you know, that was fantastic. It's like, okay, we're we're coming along very very nicely. That was just like really fun to see. What made the connections with all these relays so good? Was it just the girls comfortable with each other, or what really stood out for you? Oh yeah, you know these girls are are very good together. They're very very cohesive. Um, they this has probably been one of the better teams I've had as far as the girls getting along and um, you know just being around each other a lot. They they enjoy each other's company and it's it's been you know really great having that. So yeah, you know um, if if you're comfortable with each other and it, it makes just everything a lot easier one of the uh, swimmers that did really well we anticipated her having an outstanding year emma myers uh, took home a first place finish in, in all four of her events what stood out for you about her yeah um you know her brushstroke she just like went out there and, and destroyed everybody which you know you always hope that she's gonna do so that that was just it's always fun to watch you know your your lonely swimmer out in front um <laughs> you gotta like that um, but yeah, you know, we had her swim the hundred freestyle at this meet, um, it's something different for her. She normally doesn't get to swim the hundred freestyle. Usually I have her in the two IM, but thankfully we have a new girl who can swim the two IM. So it will probably be hers for the rest of the season, possibly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and Emma will, we'll switch her around a little bit more too, but, um, yeah, you know, she pulled off uh, a first place in her 100 freestyle, and she did fantastic with that. And, you know, it, it really sparked her, you know, that, okay, I can do something else. This is great. So, you know, that that was just a lot of fun to watch, too. That new swimmer is at uh, my Vinegar Hoof, uh, excuse me, as I try to figure Vinegar out Hoff. how to, Vinegar yeah. Hoof, <laughs> yes, to, to get that pronunciation. So, so Maya, I will get that here soon. But uh, she swam really well for you for a new swimmer. Oh, she did fantastic, um, and she's totally a backstroker. Uh, really fun to watch her backstroke. Uh, it's just as smooth as can be. I love watching it. But, yeah, you know, she, she did a fantastic job. She ended up second in the two IM, like I said. We have a new IMer, so, you know, not to say that Emma will never swim the IM, but, um, you know, at least she knows now she's going to get a break from it, and, and you know, we're going to try and get some other events in, but and, and we will with Mai also. Um, but yeah, she she had a fantastic two uh, IM. did did a great job with it. Swam backstroke, got second place. Um, you know, like I said, it, it, it's fun to watch. It's a smooth stroke. It, it's she's so she's been a great addition to the team. So you know, we love having we love having you, my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a couple other swimmers that were part of those relays and had some individual success as well was Amelia Holt and also Zelda DeMoss, uh, Haley Burns, uh, kind of in that collection of kids. Who else kind of stood out for you from uh, from Thursday night? Yeah, you know, um, they all did a, a fantastic job. Uh, Leah Nystrom is really stepping up and, and having a, a better year so far. I mean, granted, we're at the beginning of the season, but uh, Zelda DeMoss, you know, swimming the, the 500, um, she did a great job with that. Uh, you know, she, she's really hoping to really develop that 500 this year. So, you know, we're going to set up some workouts just for her, just for that event. And, and she's going to do a great job with it. I'm sure Ella Perry, you know, she, she swam really strong for us too. Um, looking really good. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on her underwater poles, making them a little bit tougher and, um, you know, she's going to do great and, and she's going to get so much better. So yeah, it, it's overall, you know, the, the whole team is looking, you know, really well, really good. I, I, I think they're doing a great job so far. 
Coach, you're off until Thursday again, uh, headed to Des Moines-Lincoln uh, for your next meet. Um, what are you looking for in that one, and, and what do you do to kind of get, especially the young girls now, kind of understanding how everything works? Yeah, you know, it, it's nice having that first meet done and over with. Um, so now the girls have a better understanding of a meet, how quickly it goes. <clears throat> um, you know, a lot of them swim summer league and, you know, those are like two, three hour meets and, you know, our meets are hour, hour and a half tops. So, you know, they're learning that your, your events are going to come a lot quicker and you need to be ready. So, you know, what do we do in between our events to be ready for our next race? So, um, you know, they're learning that and, and we're going to get better at it and, and they'll be more prepared and ready to, to swim again. Well, Coach, we wish you the best a lot coming up next week. Appreciate you joining us here today, and congrats on a really good start to the season. Great. Thank you. Head Coach Deb Dander again with the Carroll Girls Swim Team. We'll be back with more here on at KCIM. Hey farmers, are you physically ready for this harvest season? If you've been experiencing any strains or pains, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Stokesbury is here to help. On the second and fourth Tuesday every month, Dr. Stokesbury provides a range of orthopedic care at MRHC, including total and partial knee and hip replacements, knee arthroscopy and ACL reconstruction, rotator cuff repairs, treatment for chronic and acute pain, carpal tunnel release, trigger finger release, and more. To schedule an appointment, call 712-655-8100. Saving money in your next exterior stain project with 11% off everything at Menards. Tri-Cabot Premium Stains and Finishes for unbeatable quality and protection against weathering for your exterior wood surfaces. Australian Timber Oil provides translucent, rich color and dimension to decks, siding, railings and outdoor furniture. A gallon of Australian Timber Oil is $49.98 plus save 11%. Good through September 4th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Back here on KCIM as we're talking Kemper Volleyball, a very successful program right now under head coach Thomas Nelson. And coach, congrats on a really good start to the season and certainly appreciate you joining us here today. It's always great to be here. Coach, uh, we'll start uh, with uh, Thursday. Uh, excuse me, yeah, Thursday night. I almost forgot which week you ran this week, but uh, you ran Thursday down at West Central. Uh, the boys bring home another championship. Uh, you had five guys in the top eleven on the boys' side of things. So, so we'll start with the boys. Um, how did Thursday night go? And, and did you feel like you guys got out of that meet what you wanted to? Yeah, thir- Thursday was a really fun night for us. Uh, we, we got the win for the boys, and our, our big goal there was to see kind of continued progression, um, especially uh, Ryan had been kind of sick uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were hoping to see him continue to take another kind of step forward in regaining uh, the form he was in. Um, he definitely did that. Um, and, and then the other thing that kind of stood out to me was, you know, after running at Glenwood, uh, Blake Malinsky and Dayton Wiedren just, just ran phenomenal in Glenwood, and, and I think they followed it up with another really good meet here at West Central Valley. Um, and, and that's really exciting for us, those two, uh, as well as Fletch Bathing. You know, we're going to play uh, big roles in, uh, you know, how successful we can be down the road. So I thought those guys really stood out, and Jacob, of course, is consistent as always. Coach, uh, let's bounce back to the big one then last Saturday that uh, was the season opener for you guys. You went down to Glenwood. Um, you knew it was going to be a tough course, uh, tough competition, and that's why you went down there because it was going to be against a lot of the teams you'll see in the conference, and, and you had some really highly ranked teams uh, with Lewis Central and Glenwood, even Atlantic and yourselves down there. So uh, a good day, I thought. Uh, I thought you guys looked like you ran well. You took third, which is uh, kind of the area you wanted to be. Uh, Jacob was your leader at fifth, uh, finishing fifth. Ryan was 13th at Dayton, 15th. Uh, Blake 19th and Fletch in 23rd. So again, five guys in the top 25. I, I'm taking away pretty pleased with that. Yeah, so that that was a really good meet for us. Um, we we were really excited to get down there. I had approached uh, Ryan, Jacob, um, Marie, Julia uh, last year during track season and, and kind of asked them. I said, you know, Glenwood's got the season opener meet. I know it's two hours, uh, but there's some really good competition there. Uh, and all of them were like, yes, let's do it. Let's, they, they really wanted to go down there and, and compete. Um, and so uh, we got down there, and I just thought our kids responded really well. You know, we got off the bus, had about an hour to get ready. Um, 
I, I thought, you know, specifically, again, Day, Dayton and Blake uh, were there to race. They, they, got, uh, they came out of that first mile um, up towards the front of the pack, you know, probably between the 10 and 15 range, and put themselves in position to have a really phenomenal race. Um, and, and I thought, you know, that, that was a really good indication of, of where they want to go. Um, Fletch competed for us really hard. He was kind of in a pack there um, as, as the third mile came around, and, and he was able to outrun quite a few kids to get up to that 23rd position. So he finished really strong, but then after the race, he came up to me and said, you know what, I think I can push my second mile a little more and get up even further. So uh, taking, you know, some – a positive takeaway from it and how to apply it, you know, towards the future. I thought that was really good for him. And then, you know, Jacob and, and, and Ryan led us. Uh, Ryan was still really recovering there. That was kind of a, we, we viewed it as a, his first tough workout kind of getting back. So um, we knew it wasn't going to be quite his best, but, you know, him running, got him back on his feet and going and, and helped us get third at that really tough meet. You know, Clarinda just edged us, but we'll get to see them uh, quite a few more times this season. We're looking forward to seeing if we can push and even pass them. Yeah, besides Council S. Thomas Jefferson, that really looked like kind of like a Hawkeye 10 conference uh, meet because uh, the top 10 is, is loaded with the Hawkeye 10 besides Thomas Jefferson, and they're at number seven. A absolutely, and that, that's really what we want to see is, you know, how, how do we stack up against the rest of the Hawkeye 10 at this point in the season? Uh, there's a long ways to go, um, but it gave us a lot of good data points to use. Let's flip over to the girls, and we'll start down at Glenwood. A fifth-place finish for the girls. Uh, Marie Day, legend, sixth. Julia Canney took 23rd. Uh, Addie Davis, 51st. Uh, Kyra Walterman, who's back this year in 62nd. And Shelby Graving finished up 67th. What did you take away from the girls down at Glenwood? I, I thought the girls did a really good job down there. Um, I, I thought they came, and I, I told them before the race, I said, you know, I'm really – interested to see you know how kind of our top seven shakes out um in practice the girls have been really competing with each other pretty well um and i saw a couple different ways that it could kind of end and you know i, I was really impressed with uh, addy davis Kara walterman um and shelby who finished uh, three four five um that that they all um came back you know none of them ran for us last year kyra had been injured uh, addy and shelby were in middle school so that was their first varsity meet um, and they really did a great job uh, on what can be a tough course, especially when you're making that jump from, you know, a two mile to a 5K. How do you get like a freshman prepared to, to, for that jump? Is, is it just having them get miles in during the off season to come into a year pretty prepared? Or uh, is that something that you have to really focus in on early in practice? Definitely miles in the off season helps. And then also, you know, in practice, getting them used to running, you know, a little further distances, but also just, you know, uh, mentally understanding that, you know, yeah, uh, that last half mile, it's not going to feel great. Um, but that, that you're capable of continuing and pushing on. Um, and and Addy especially, you know, has put two really good meets together for us in a row. Um, and and I, I think, you know, all three of those, uh, are, are just starting to realize kind of where that in the season and they can all develop and, and really show a lot of improvement as the season goes. So it's really exciting. You mentioned uh, had put two really good meets together. Uh, that means that she ran well last night or Thursday night, excuse me, uh, down at West Central Valley. You guys just edged out for the team championship, finishing uh, one point behind I-35, uh, finishing in second place. But uh, Marie Day, again, uh, the overall champion for you, Julia Canny, finished up in fifth place. Uh, Addie Davis also taking home night. So three in the top ten, pretty pleased with Thursday night as well. Yes, and Marie and Julia, you know, are so consistent for us. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, Marie, uh, that's her second year in a row winning this race, so that is a really cool thing for her. Um, she did it pretty convincingly, uh, which is awesome. Um, and, and Julia, you know, is continuing to, you know, tend to round out into cross-country shape, and I, I think her times will keep coming down and down and down, and that, that she'll be competing then, you know, for trying to get to that individual state spot. So I thought all three of those had, had really good races. Uh, at West Central Valley. You, you get a weekend off, you head down to uh, to Ridgeview or up to the Holstein area coming up next Saturday. I think they're going to do the CYO as part of that, if I understand correctly. So what are you looking at with that meet next Saturday? Oh, we're just looking to, you know, we're going to run against some teams that we don't often see. Uh, lots of our meets, especially as we get a little further in the season, are very Hawkeye-centric. Uh, 
and, and this one's going to allow us to run against some really good teams that we'll probably only see this meet this year. Um, so it's kind of unique competition. Uh, I thought we ran really well. You know, it's Glenwood on Saturday morning. It's another Saturday morning. So looking forward to kind of taking advantage of hopefully having cooler weather at that point. Um, and just, just continuing uh, improving and showing, especially uh, for younger runners, consistency. Not, not just kind of having one great meet, but, you know, uh, stacking them up meet after meet after meet. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us on this Saturday morning. Enjoy a Saturday off if you get one, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week, and look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the uh, Kemper Cross Country team back with a more coming up next year on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. Welcome back here on the Pizza Ranch uh, Coaches Show. Jeff Blankman uh, joined here today by Kemper Volleyball Head Coach uh, Rusty Wintermote. And, uh, Coach, as always, it's good to talk to you. Well, you know, good morning. It's uh, a little warmer today than uh, it was last Saturday when I talked to you on the bus, but I don't have anywhere to go for this Saturday. So uh, it's always great to talk to you and uh, get to hear about your stories of the week and uh, – I'm glad you got to uh, go watch a little bit of uh, record-setting Nebraska volleyball, 92,003. So uh, my my week is not as exciting as yours was. Yeah, I tell you what, that was a great trip, and 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 glad I was able to make it. And from one Husker fan to another, uh, you certainly would have enjoyed it. Uh, Rusty, speaking of volleyball and and playing well, which Nebraska did that night, of course. Uh, you guys playing well. I know you had that tough loss to South Harden last week to open up the tournament there up at Humboldt, uh, but other than that, you swept through um, the weekend uh, on Saturday after the loss, and then uh, you got to win uh, two wins on Monday night, another win on Tuesday night. So pretty pretty much a little bit of a hot streak uh, starting last weekend. Well, I you know we take a look at things and, and compare them. We always compare them to previous years. How'd you do here, and how you, how are you improving? And and realistically, the girls have um, finding two new setters and, and slice of people around in the rotation. The girls have adapted really well to what we've asked them to do. We changed we changed up the lineup a little bit as far as serve rotation and and who was hitting with what setter. And and uh, the kids struggled at first. We didn't do it against South Harden, but the nice part about the South Harden, you hate to lose like anybody hates to lose. But the nice part about the South Harden match was that. Um, we had both games won. We just we found we we struggled with a little bit of uh, our server speed would go off a little bit and then it would cover recover itself and then we just couldn't get all three phases to work. And but we were we were right there to beat them and and they have they have a good sized middle hitter and and a, and a left side that really can hit from deep back behind the attack line and gets up uh, kind of like the Peterson girls from. Uh, from Dyke New Hartford, but uh, it was a good match. They hated to lose, uh, but again, it was South Harden, and we hate to lose to South Harden, but it was a good test right out of the bat for us, uh, other than Dyke New Hartford and, and uh, the, the games before that. But uh, then after that, the girls, uh, we kind of had to challenge them a little bit about accepting their roles and don't go outside your role and, and don't overdo it. Let's keep it simple and silly. You know, I have a kiss method, keep it simple and silly. And once we can kind of just narrow down some small little things of, of um, our setters and then how they need to get the ball to the hitters and what is our passing, really, really, they did a nice job in the back row. And, and Kaylee and Bree and Brooke and, you know, Franny when she was back there or, or you know, Casey and Aubrey and, uh, and you know, even, um, you know, I'm probably forgetting with some names, but once we got through that south part and shook off it, the girls really – just calmed down and kept it simple, and, and uh, we didn't run anything fancy. We just we just came out and played a lot harder, and our block got a lot more consistent, a lot more touches, and that was kind of our goal the rest of that day was we've got to become a defensive team, and, and they uh, they stepped up to that challenge, and it was fun to watch them beat Spirit Lake. And, you know, uh, South Central Calhoun is, um, 
their record. I know they won on Thursday night, and they are Emma has them rolling. They are they are playing well over there. And uh, you know, Spirit Lake again, bigger than we are, but we were just we were on uh, in our attack. And then uh, uh, Grandview Christian has lost quite a few kids, so they kind of struggled against us. And more dodges improved. Uh, they had some nice attackers up top, but again, our block and our touches were there. Um, so and then we step into you know Tuesday, Tuesday night. I, I forget the days now, Mister Blankson. But uh, Monday the night was actually a good one too. What's that? You guys actually had Monday night. Don't want to forget about Monday. You oh. took on Boone and Greene okay. County and swept both of those matches. Yeah. Gosh, Coach, you know, it's getting, it's everything's running together. I apologize. <laughs> so, yeah, we went to Boone, and and we struggled at Boone. Even though we won, uh, we had a little bit of a fallback. Nothing was consistent. We fought. The idea was um, we made it through the night. We won. We found a way to win. And I always told them, I said, yeah, good teams will find a way to win. No excuses. You just find a way to win, and they did that on Monday night. And then Tuesday, uh, Tuesday was uh, we went down to Creston, a long drive. And uh, I tell you what, um, Creston is a feisty little team. Uh, they were above 500. They they haven't played horrible, uh, but they um, they lack size, and our serve was on. Uh, and so we kept them off balance. A lot of out of system hits they had to do. Um, and we came, I think we came away with some about 11 blocks, something like that. Uh, so the girls are starting to get the idea that our defense, our front line is, is where we need to be our strength. And then everything else will flow around it. And it did. It flowed around it. You know, we had three hitters, four hitters that were six and seven killed. Uh, and when you can do that, then the defense, I believe, has trouble finding out who's going to hit. And uh, Elsa and Carson are doing a great job of, Keeping it silly, but they're also doing a just job to, to mix it up with the hitters. And so, to me, that's a great sign of growth and uh, continue to hopefully see that from them as we move uh, through, uh, get ready for next week. And, Coach, it sounds to me, as you kind of recap everything there, that uh, you talked about the setters and they're coming on. The back row got better. The block got better. Every area of this team starting to get a little bit better? It is, and but here's what's getting better. Their communication, and they're just they're looking at each other. And when something bad happens, um, they aren't afraid to challenge each other in the in the in the, um, in the huddle. Uh, so that's been nice to see. Uh, but just just the general feel when you see them together, that and the fact that the setters are sharing the ball, they they understand what we need to do, and I and. and Again, but if you get kids that will like each other and play hard for each other, a lot of good things can happen. And that's, that's the kind of the feel I'm getting. It's not that we're getting a kill, we're getting an assist, we're getting a pass. It's what they what I see them gelling as a team, and it's early. And I hope that early gelling turns into a lot stronger bonding, which it tends to has to do because you'll find out what kind of team we are when we start playing some really good teams and, we have a struggle point. How are they going to respond to each other? Um, I think they they started to do that, you know, and it's been fun to watch. And, and again, it's like we talked last year at the end of the season. They're starting to coach themselves. You know, in fact, I'll ask Elsa and Carson, why did you set that way? Why did you go to the right side when the left side could have been there? Because I saw this middle hitter move over or the middle blocker move over. And I was like, okay, they're starting to get it. So um, I just think the communication between them has gotten stronger. A lot better. It can always get better. We know that. But I think that's the biggest difference in the team right now early is their ability to respond to each other and accept each other for their mistake and their success. And, and uh, you know, we always, I, I read an article. If that kill, if, if Casey gets a kill, it's a win for everybody on the team. If Franny gets a block, it's a win for everybody on the team. So we've been trying to go with that model. Whatever somebody does successful, it's a win for everybody. But we've also had to keep it kiss the kiss that to keep it simple and silly, and understand that there's only one ball out there, and we play that one ball to our best ability. And, and uh, now, whether or not they're understanding that, it feels like they're starting to. But we just it just when you catch it simple and let them play, these kids are athletic, and uh, sometimes coaches just need to shut up once in a while and let the kids play. 
Well, Coach, I tell you what, uh, I'm glad you guys finally get a home meet uh, coming up and a home match. you got a triangle you're hosting on Tuesday. You've had some long trips so far, so it'll be good for you to be able to stay home. You're hosting Clorinda and Dennison. I think we're going to be out there broadcasting one of those matches for you guys at the first match of the night. So appreciate you joining us here. Enjoy a weekend off because I know you won't get many of those here this uh, volleyball season. So appreciate you joining us here today and enjoy the weekend and congrats on the week. Uh, Mr. Blankman, thank you. It's always good to talk to you and uh, have yourself a uh, great weekend as well. And then uh, we'll see you on Tuesday night. You bet. Head coach again, Rusty Wintermoat with the Kemper Volleyball Team back with more coming up right here on KCIM. Hi, this is Dr. Brad Schaefer. As a podiatrist, I can tell you no two people's feet are alike, which is why I recommend Dr. Scholl's Custom Fit Orthotic Inserts. They're customized for your feet, so you get a unique solution your feet really need, not just a one-size-fits-all insole. They're clinically proven to provide pain relief for achy feet, knees, lower back, plantar fasciitis, and heels. Take the Dr. Scholl's Custom Fit Orthotics Assessment in Walmart today. Now in the foot care aisle. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Let's take a quick look at that local sports schedule as we wrap up the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Again, all volleyball today. Uh, Coon Rapids Bear Tournament starting at 9 this morning, just getting underway. Ogden, Madrid, and Caminita there. South Central Calhoun's early bird. They got underway at 8.30 this morning up in Rockwell City. Audubon playing up there in Arweva and Esac County at the Ridgeview Tournament. They just started at 9 o'clock this morning. Thanks again to Ryan Steinkamp, Craig Rowetter, Michaela Klink, Deb Danner, Thomas Nelson, and Rusty Winterode. Thank you for joining us, and thanks to our new sponsor for the show as well, Pizza Ranch. This is Jeff Blankman saying have a great holiday weekend.